Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. My name is Hector Flores, host of Insert Name MC Podcast. After a two-week break, not really a vacation, we just took a break from the from the podcasting for a bit just because, well, man, it turns out we actually really did need this. So, you know, always, obviously with me as always is my best friend and the other host of the show, Edward Robles. What's up, guys? Yeah, we, we definitely needed that two-week break. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. A lot, a lot. A lot of things happen personally just because of, you know, work. And then obviously the summer, well, I guess your, your boys weren't in school. So, I mean, the summer wasn't really that big of a change for you. But, but you know, obviously we're, hit, we're hitting the summer. So I know for the car industry, that's, that's pretty huge um, for summer. Uh, and then yeah. obviously I work in AC. So it's that, I think that's pretty self-explanatory as to why I'm busy. <laughs> so. And we're and we're not even at July yet. So, well, this, once this episode drop, this episode will drop at July. So we're already going to kick off the month of July. At but July or in July? July first. Friday is July first. Yeah, but I'm saying like in July or at July. You said at July. Did I say at July? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, I'm burned out. I had to unload a truck today, so it, maybe it's cool. Okay, and I was outside still scanning serial numbers. So that's you know that's fun, um, but. But yeah, so we definitely needed the break. But hey, we're gonna we're back into it. Obviously, the transfers is is gonna is transfer watch is back into place because now we're gonna start seeing some some big moves coming coming your way. Um, maybe good news for Edward, maybe bad news for us. Who knows? You, you'll you'll see as as we go into transfer watch. Um, we got a lot some big headlines to talk about. Um, weirdly enough, so actually, some pertains to the World Cup that's coming in twenty twenty six. Um, and also the big thing that happened re- here in the U.S. for uh, for MLS. Um, we're going to go ahead and recap the first episode of Neymar, The Perfect Chaos. It's on Netflix if you guys want to go ahead and check it out. Maybe 
be wanting to know what we're talking about when we do that. But we're going to go ahead and recap the first episode uh, of, of the Neymar docuseries. Um, didn't realize that it was already here, but we're going to go ahead and preview the Apertura of Liga Mekis, which I'm surprised they started in July. Um, probably should have realized that they started in July from last year, but, you know, hey, here we are. So we'll preview the, the Liga Mekis uh, season. Um, give you games to recap, announce our players of the week. Give you some games to look forward to. We got obviously Liga Mekis, and there's still MLS going around. So we'll go ahead and tell you that. And we're going to go do a 3 up, 3 down on um, what has happened during our two week break. Could be personal, could be just what's going on in the world, you know, so anything. But yeah, so it's going to be a very packed show. Um, you know, maybe this is the repercussions of having a long, <laughs> taking a two week break is this is what happens. So, so maybe, and we'll, we'll definitely do another two week break next summer for sure. But I mean, you know, yikes. But, but yeah, so we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with headlines. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you'll also be supporting Insert Name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we're back. Make sure you guys follow us on social media at Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. Also, shout out to our winners of the jersey giveaways. Um, Stuart Kavanaugh from the After Extra Time podcast that won the Twitter giveaway. And uh, didn't forget his name. Didn't forget his name. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did kind of forget his name. Uh, it's a lot, guys. It's, a, it's You know, like I said, the summer really burned me out. And we're not even in peak summer yet. Um, yeah, right. Oh, shout out to Brad, the, the Instagram winner. So yeah, so they got they both got their jerseys. Uh, Brad got him. Well, Brad actually asked for a mystery jersey, so he actually had me pick. Uh, we, we so we we picked him a Boca Junior jersey. Um, nice. So we got him. It's it's actually really sick. Um, I'm kind of envious that I didn't go ahead and get myself one. Um, and then <laughs> and then Stewart wanted the new Liverpool jersey. So <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so, but congratulations to them. You know, this is the repercussions. Uh, my bank account is uh is surviving. Is, is a hurting? Is a hurting? I mean, I think the gas prices has, has damaged me more than the jerseys did. <laughs> so, so there's probably that. But anyways, Edward, so we're gonna go ahead and transfer watch. So transfers are now happening. There's the announcements coming. Um. There's going to be some rumors thrown in every once in a, as well into this. So we're going to go ahead and start things off with the obvious one, even though we kind of already talked, touched up on this, but now it's official. Um, Erling Haaland to Manchester City. Um, I know this hurts you a little bit, Edward. Uh, yeah, especially because I was really hoping for you already know, man. Uh, the the possible Barcelona move. Yeah, or and even the it, Manchester United move, bro. Because you, you might, you might get Lewandowski. So, so there's, there's some light. There's some, there's some light. 
there's God, that is just gonna be, I mean, I've said it, the man's a fucking cheat code, so um I mean you, body goals in a Barca jersey. There you go. Pretty much. Uh, another another favorite of Edward, uh Giorgio Cellini to LAFC. Yeah. So I mean, going from uh Juventus to LAFC, LAFC is getting all the good players, basically. Oh, there's more to come for LAFC, that's for sure. But yeah, I think it's uh I uh I this is the thing with me though, like you know, kind of how we touched up on like guys that do come from Europe that go to go to MLS. This is necessarily a sexy signing. Um, I think it's because it's the fact that it's a defender. It's probably not as sexy, yeah, you because know, obviously everyone wants to see the attackers, the goal scorers, right? So, yeah. I mean, people that there's a lot of respect for Chiellini, I think for sure. Um, that's definitely uh, uh, the the thing to talk about for it, but um, you know. It's a defender. I mean, I guess LA. I mean, yeah, I guess LAFC could use a defender. So this is uh, an experienced defender. Um, this definitely doesn't help defend the the retirement league uh, stigma that that MLS has. But hey, LAFC. Um, I don't know how you're paying this guy, but you got him. <laughs> and so, so there you go. Um, here's a going from old to young, uh, a young, exciting Dutch player in. Ryan Gravenberch from Ajax is actually now going to Bayern Munich. So, once again, Bayern Munich just buying whoever the hell they want. And Gravenberch, I mean, this guy is really good. Um, don't be surprised if you see him in the World Cup. Um, yep. he's, I don't know where he's going to play. If he, if he even starts, he, he, I think he can start. But, you know, you, you definitely got some good midfielders already in, in the Dutch national team. But, no, Gravenberch. Yeah, so Bayern Munich, just rich keep getting richer over there. Now, this is the first rumor. Werner uh, Batchen, there's also MLS teams that are also interested in this player, and that is obviously uh, my, you know, a, a, a personal favorite of mine, Marcelo. Uh, so he has been linked with a possible move to Werner Batchen, and also there's uh, quite the list of MLS teams that are actually talking to him to see of a his next move as, you know, obviously he did not end up getting a new deal with Real Madrid. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, you got, you know, Mendy. Mendy has basically, he's earned that spot. I'm not, so like, I don't think any, there's any, any hate for it. For Land Mendy, I've, I've actually liked for Land Mendy. Um, I knew, and it's kind of one of those things that's weird. Like there's a lot of sense there's a lot of sentimental value to a lot of these guys that were part of the three P for Real Madrid, um, obviously look at Modric, Tony Cruz, Casemiro. Like as much as you want to see these guys still playing for Real Madrid, it's like these guys are getting up there in age, so it makes sense to be moving on from players. And like you know, for Lan Mandy, initially maybe I was kind of like, I don't know, man, Marcelo. I know what I get from Marcelo. I don't. I didn't know anything about Mendy to be honest. Like when he came to Real Madrid, um, but I mean, since then he's proven to be a very good. Uh, fullback, in my opinion, which honestly, like, um, you know, I was ta- we were talking to Nelson. I was talking to Nelson one day about this, and it's like it's so hard to rate fullbacks because, like, it's a it's a weird position to really like say who's the best fullback because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people will say Trent Alexander Arnold or or um or Kyle Walker or okay maybe not not many people say Kyle Walker but like. Well, I mean, some people, I'm sure there's people out there who say Kyle Walker, uh, Reese James, you know, like, 
you know, fullback, you know, a lot of people love, you know, there's some love for fullbacks. Obviously, I, I have a lot of love for fullbacks, but like, it's a weird position to really say, oh, this is the best in the world because like, you would have to value guys that are good defensively because it's a defensive position. But, you know, Trent Alexander Arnold, he's a solid playmaker. Um, sometimes he can yeah. be a defensive liability. <laughs> you know, you can ask oh. about that. <laughs> Man, Kelsey has said it. Like I'm, I'm just saying what Kelsey has said. Like I'm not done. I don't watch Liverpool like, like that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. But like, like, uh, so basically, I think he, Trent Alexander Arnold is hell of a good right back. But I guess he's a little bit too offensive minded. So it's kind of like, like, like how would you like, rate? How would you rate a fullback? Like, do you, like I mean. I agree. Trent Alexander is definitely like you would definitely say top of the world, but yeah. I, I, I like it's just like I feel like you need a like if you're gonna be the best fullback, you would be both both offense and defense. Yeah, which is like you don't really there's not that many players that are both. Yeah, so I mean, like a lot of people say Carvajal was the best right back in the world at one point, and I mean like he's not. Like and and this is a guy coming the guy a guy that loves Carvajal like he's not he's not like spectacular in any image. <laughs> I think is the best way to describe a fullback honestly like no nah, like I mean to be honest like me I, I want to say like Marcelo Dani Alves you know players like that of that caliber um like that to me that's a legit fullback like Marcelo will go and attack but he'll actually be in the back and defend. And, uh, you know, so I think that that's my deal right there. But Alexander, all I guess because of his youth, and maybe because he feels like you know, I, I, I what I lack for in defense, it's like I can make up in offense. I mean, maybe that's what it is. I, I agree with that, with that take. Yeah, I, I just, I just think it's weird. To, it's weird to like it's rate like he, a fullback. He, it's like he just, he just has to have the experience, I guess, like that. He has to be there for years. Like, I mean, and I mean years, like maybe a decade for him to be considered one of the best because by then he would have already experienced, you know, uh, being more defensive minded because by then, I, I mean, you know, by then I feel like his speed may have dropped. So he'll have to focus on actually defending. Um, I mean, Danny Alves and Marcelo, I mean, even in their 30s, you know, they were still going up and delivering balls up top and then running back. and. But they were bodying the crap out of them. If they had to do a technical foul, they would, you know, like. Yeah, they, so. they were, I think that's like, those are two of the best examples for what a fullback needs to be. Um, yeah. Really not. Ironically, Brazilian. both Brazilian. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Yeah. So I, 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 I honestly would love to see Marcelo in the MLS just because I get to see, you know, Marcelo here in the U.S. I mean, I got, yep. I got the pleasure of seeing Marcelo live when Real Madrid came to play Bayern Munich in a, in a friendly. So, you know, I at least got to see those guys live and, and in person. Um, but it would be, yeah, it'd be like I will go to if if he ever comes to Houston, I will definitely be going to that game just because it's Marcelo. <laughs> um, which, I mean, it's, it's it, go figure, you know. Like I don't care retirement league, fuck you. But um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens with Mar- with Marcelo. If he goes to Fenerbahce, we'll cool. If he goes to the MLS, even better. But yeah, so if um, he goes to Fenerbahce, would you get a Marcelo jersey or no? Um, I would have to find 
where they sell Fernandez and jerseys first. I'm pretty sure World Soccer Shop has it. Do they? I'm pretty sure. Um, I mean, they sell El Salvador's jerseys, so I mean, I guess. I, I don't no. know how that's the the, the, the standard, but because I mean, they sell Guatemala. I mean, like, who buys the Guatemalan jersey? I mean, besides Guatemalans, but like, um, I don't expect that to be like a, a you know, you know, top you know top seller right there. Even yeah. though Umbro has like knocked it out of the park recently for for El Salvador and Guatemala with their jerseys. Oh yeah, but um, but yeah. All right, but moving on, man. Uh, this is gonna hurt Edward even more because if you guys have uh, been following us like for years, well, for this past year, Edward has tried in in so many ways to mention this guy whenever he can, and uh, and that's Darwin Nunez. Uh, oh man, he like, was rumored ah. to go to he was rumored to go to Manchester United, but he's gonna be in another red jersey. He'll be playing for Liverpool. Kelsey uh, must be super ecstatic. Oh, Kelsey that. is 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 doing backflips right now, mm-hmm. uh, and so is Stewart. Maybe no, you should man. ask for for a Darwin Nunez jersey. <laughs> so I'm probably dude, dude, no lie. I'm probably gonna cop that jersey, the number nine. Is he getting number nine? I don't. I I don't think he's getting number nine. He's not gonna get number nine right off the bat, but I think uh, he'll be but getting. Man, uh, did Liverpool just get stronger? Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Like that front three. Um, I know we'll we'll get to Sadio Mane a little bit later, but like, I mean, you know, Mohamed Salah, Darwin Nunez. Um, I I I, I would assume this is this means that Roberto Firmino has has the freedom to leave. At least I, I would assume. I mean, unless he's prepared to battle. I I don't know. That's such a weird. It'd be an interesting contest. I think I still favor Darwin Nunez uh, over Firmino, and that's no nothing against Firmino. Firmino's I think it's a really reliable forward, but he just, you know, that's, that was one, that's, I think that was one of the missing pieces for Liverpool, which is weird to say that because Liverpool is damn near perfect. Um, but yeah, I think Darwin, I think Darwin Nunez adds a whole different le- level to this Liverpool team. So, um, obviously their goal is to win the English Premier League and, and, and jump over Manchester City and yeah. go back to the Champions League. But, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But Darwin Nunez in Liverpool now. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. Was, uh, damn it, <laughs> I don't. I can't be super super happy, but I'm happy. I'm happy with Darwin Nunez because I mean, for him to get uh, the spotlight. He, uh, I mean, you already know. I've been hell. I even bought him for like I think uh, for one of my. Uh, I think it was either the Purisa Dorthman. Whenever remember that that, that season. Well, I haven't played this in a while, but that season I ended up buying Darwin Minions for my strikers since I couldn't use Erling Haaland. <clears throat> oh, that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. And uh, but this might relieve you a little bit. So, Nemanja Matic, um, the the cleansing of Manchester United apparently is is under works now as he's going to be following his guy Jose Mourinho over to Roma. Nice. I think it makes so much sense for him to go yeah, to it Italy. Does. I don't know. I, this think, is, I, think it I don't know why. I don't. I've never really watched Maddish play, to be honest. I've he's seen a, him play. I don't. Fall, I don't like stare at him and you know intensely to see what he's doing. But well, that's the thing. He's one of those players that doesn't really catch the eye. But it's like his off the field, off the ball kind of play, and then also like his aggression. I think is what makes him a good player. So yeah. So he'll be return. 
I, it makes sense. It's a match made in heaven. He's going to go back to see, see his guy, Jose. You know, look, if you're a player that's like a full-on Jose Mourinho stand, like these guys will like continue to do what they can to stay with Jose Mourinho. Zlatan uh, Ibrahimovic mm-hmm. is a prime example of that. Um, he is a Jose Mourinho guy through and through. And yeah, that's what Madrid is as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So he's you know in Italy. All right, man. So Real Madrid got themselves a French player. You say a promising young French player said to be the top of the world. Not Mbappe. Um, Arilin, uh Tichomini. Tichu- yeah, I was about Tichomini. to say Tichomini. Yeah, Tichomini. I'll, I'll, you know, once I watch him more in Real Madrid games, I'll be able to master that name. Or once you hear the announcer yell out his name if he scores and stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not a... It, it, it won't be a... Well, I'm trying to blank on this guy's name. Ray <laughs> Hudson. It won't yeah. be Ray Hudson, but God, we're missing out. What are you doing, La Liga? Well, I mean, it's being sports. ESPN, what are you doing? <laughs> like, go. Well, didn't you say he does the Orlando games? Enter Miami. Enter Miami. Just no waiting way. for Messi to show up. <laughs> Pretty much. Another Real Madrid uh, uh, signing, Antonio Rudiger, who has been linked with Real Madrid damn near since the beginning of, last, of this season, this past season. Um, oh, yeah. He's, he's now going to Real Madrid. It is so weird seeing him wear 22. Um, mainly just because, like, East Coast East number? Coast, well, East Coast, yeah. East Coast gone. Yeah, I know, but yeah. it's so weird. Yeah, um, it's, gonna, it's funny because everybody's like, who wore 18 before uh, to Chua Mendy? And I was like, uh, well, technically Gareth Bale, but uh, you know, he didn't he didn't play too much. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Ember was mostly in the injury list. Yeah, so so it's it's not a weird transition at all. Uh, but Antonio Rudiger, I mean, God, what is gonna happen with like is is Ramachandran gonna play with a back three? Like, I mean, like you you have too many. I, I think the center back situation right now, Ramachandran is a little bit overloaded now. Because you yeah. got Rudiger. Now you got Rudiger. Militao has proven. I think Militao has, has proven that he should definitely be looked at for the, the starting, starting line. line. Nacho Fernandez is so underrated. <laughs> um, and then of course you have David Alaba, which I mean you can say that he could play, you know, fullback, but I mean you got Fernandez uh, and you have yeah. and you have Danny Carvajal. And I mean, I'm sure Real Madrid is going to be looking to probably try to bring in Reese James because I mean that's the guy that's. Apparently, they're just going to post from Chelsea is, is the thing that they're going to be doing. But Rich James, I, it's a guy that I actually do like. Um, yeah, he's actually really good. Like, I think would be a great replacement for Danny Carvajal. Like, as much as I hate to say that, but like, yeah, it's not, kind of time to move on from... Because Carvajal has just been dealing with injuries. He's like... Yeah. And I mean, I like Lucas Vasquez, but he's not naturally a right back. So Lucas Vasquez, yeah. But yeah, so... Yeah, this defense is like whew, loaded. I mean, the only thing that's not loaded in Real Madrid right now is the striker position, because it's literally just one guy. But and and the it's other guy, it's literally just Benzema. It's Benzema and Luka Jovic, and so take that for what you want. Um, I I saw I speak so poorly on Luka Jovic. <laughs> he did uh, nothing. <laughs> uh, literally, uh, he did nothing. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was so excited say. when he came to Real Madrid too. <laughs> yeah. What was that, Rob? <laughs> but uh, maybe, 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 you know, but 
this might be Ancelotti's last year too. Oh, actually, I think I think Ancelotti did say this would be his last year as a manager. I think he's planning on retiring. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Real Madrid went ahead and I'm sure this is not the end of Real Madrid's summer as well for transfers. Um, Dean Henderson, because you know he's not he's not going to be there. So he is actually rumored to go on loan at Nottingham Forest, which um, I wonder what that means for Ethan Horvath. But the newly promoted Nottingham Forest going to the Premier League. So Dean Henderson looking to be going there on loan till maybe De Gea falls off. I don't, I don't see that happening anytime soon. That guy's just getting better and better each year. I think he's yeah. already he's already good. At, <laughs> he's now already good. And it's now like, the experience he's coming crazy in. Yes, spot. Crazy. Remember, remember that season? I think it was like the first and second season. The guy would just do like so many slip ups, and we're like, "What is he doing?" Oh, when when they, like this is the guy. That, the this, weird year that the hair had. Yeah, like yeah. where the ball slipped out of his hands and went in, kind of stuff. Yeah, like, the, the year where we were like the hair just seems to forget to forgot how to play goalkeeper. Yeah. Dean Henderson looked like it was it looked like a prime candidate at that point. But hey, you know, the hair is still the hair. Um mm-hmm. so Tottenham, you know, they've they've been very active this summer as well. Um has offered 77 million for Lataro Martinez. Damn. So we'll see what happens. Damn, there. so what does that so what does that mean for for uh what do you call it for for Inter? No, no, no. For Harry um, Kane. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought it was a very versatile player. Like you, you can, can play in the wing. I mean, the wing. But that's, that's the thing. I was like, don't they have Los Celso? Los Celso's a midfielder. Yeah, but did they have a uh, uh, Rodri? Rodri? Yeah. You mean the midfielder for for Manchester City? Is it? Is it? Man, I'm, I might be tripping. Uh, but they do have the the other guy from Juventus. The is he Swedish? I think he's Swedish. Uh, cool. Cool. Oh yeah, Kulovicheski. Yeah, that guy. And they just, and they just got freaking um, who's a Croatian? Uh, the winger actually was also with Inter Milan. Um, Perisic. Perisic. And they just yeah. got Perisic too. So. Maybe they're going to play with two forwards. I don't know. Uh, the four four two formation, the old school formation? Well, I mean, Conte likes likes to have three in the back anyways. Damn. So. And, I mean, it makes sense because, you know, he was there with Inter Milan when they won the championship. So, to bring a guy that he's he's very familiar with. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, Arsenal also has been very active this summer. Um, I know that you're excited about that. Has re-signed some players. Um, you know they they're keeping uh, uh, in which I'm excited. I'm kind of worried that he's wearing 14, but hey, well, <laughs> we'll we'll get there when we get there. But, um, can, can, can we? Can we? Can we? Can you tell me why you're worried that he's wearing 14? It's just so it, you know. Obviously, 14 is a very significant number for Arsenal. Um. You know, a bomb man was the last guy to wear 14. Um, yeah. So, you know, Theo Walcott is another player that wore 14. I mean, you know, state the obvious here. Uh, 
Just but, state it. Just state it, bro. But uh, you know, theory on re was fourteen. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big, pretty big name, you know, Arsenal legend, part of mm-hmm. part of a very iconic Arsenal team. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, but hey, and apparently that was like part of his contract was like I need to have fourteen. It was like, <laughs> okay, I mean, all right, maybe so, that's who he wants to step in for. But we're, yeah, not, talking, but we're not about we're not talking about a uh, Nicotia, even though I'm I'm actually happy that he, he's staying with Arsenal just because. Yeah, he. By the way, he just single handedly he single handedly destroyed Chelsea. But um, I mean, he's 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 promising. He's young, so you know. Once again, you want to keep building the youth up in in this Arsenal club. Um, but they went and got themselves another another strong another midfielder, another playmaker type in uh, Fabio Vieira over from Porto. So he will be coming to Arsenal this season. Um, I like what I like what I'm seeing from him. You know. You know, he's obviously part of FC Porto's success um, over there. So I can't wait to see what he does at Arsenal. Uh, I wonder what that means in the midfield. Hopefully that means Xhaka's out of the door. Um, Damn. Oh, well, you know, you just stay in the, the, what you want. Yeah. I mean, also, I wouldn't, wouldn't be against Thomas Part leaving. Um, wouldn't be against it. it, it it's just the injuries for me with him. Like, that's, that was, just, that's just it. Um, so basically, yeah. he was like completely 100 percent healthy. That would help. I, I I like his grit. I mean, uh, that the one I remembered him playing over at Atletico Madrid was that that dude has some grit, and I mean, it makes sense because that's what that's like that's what Diogo Simeone basically plays with, um, which scares the living shit out of me. <laughs> but sticking with the midfield uh, discussion, Tottenham, like I said, they're they've been pretty active this summer. Um, they went and got uh, Ives Bisoma. Over from Brighton, uh, which weirdly enough, this is a guy that Arsenal was linked with for quite some time, but now he will be going to the other team in London. Um, but yeah, so frankly, don't care. <laughs> I really didn't care too much about him, but hey, Tottenham does. Um, but yeah, moving on. Calvin Ramsey, a young Welsh player, is going to Liverpool for five million, I believe. So, you know. You, uh, uh, Jurgen Klopp still still making those 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 small little moves that's going to pay off big time in the future. Which is yeah. basically the whole Liverpool team right now because you got to remember how much he spent for Mohamed Salah and, and Robertson. <laughs> and it's like, look at these guys; these are top of the world players now. Yep. So, so yeah, well. Maybe Calvin Ramsey's the next the next one. All right, so obviously we got we got to state the real obvious one for Liverpool fans because Liverpool fans are livid about this one. Uh, Sadio Mane is going to Bayern Munich. Oh yeah. Look, I'm just gonna say this. Um, this is the only thing I'm gonna say about Liverpool fans. You know, after that, y'all can, yeah, y'all still y'all still a great team. Um. But Liverpool isn't like the only club in the world. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got to say to Liverpool fans. Because I mean, like, some people are like, I can't believe he chose to leave Liverpool. I, it, it happens. <laughs> like, as shocking as that may sound to you, um, there's, there's other clubs out there in the world that people want to play for. Uh, and then also, mind you, Sadio Mane wasn't really making that much money. I mean, he was making, like, I mean, still better money than me, but like, 
you know, he wasn't making much money at Liverpool. Like, there was other guys that made more money than him at Liverpool, and now he's getting the money he, you know, he definitely deserves. And over Bayern Munich, which is, I think, a really great situation for him. Uh, Robert Lewandowski is going to be out the door. Sadio Mane could probably be that that next big prime goal scorer for for Bayern Munich, and Bayern Munich continues just to dominate Germany. Yep, yep, yep. That's exactly right. So yeah. Oh, and sticking with Germany, uh, Super Mario Götze is uh, going to Eintracht Frankfurt, so he will be returning to the Bundesliga. Yeah, he'll he'll be he'll be returning back to uh, Germany. Um, I think his stint at PSV, you know, it was it was all right. You know, you know me, I was stoked on Mario Götze for a long time, and even now, like I feel I like I think he, he just needed to get fit. Yeah, it, it, with his with his thing, it was it was pretty hard. With his, uh, it was like a metabolism kind of deal. Mario Götze, I think the big issue for him was just his injuries. No, yeah. because I mean it's crazy to think that guy is like. The guy was the one that scored the goal against Argentina in the World Cup final, and that was basically yeah. Like you, you after that, you would home. imagine that his career would have skyrocketed, but it's just injuries plagued him. Yeah, and yeah. also Bayern. I Munich, mean, Bayern Munich didn't help him either. So no, like honestly, like uh, if he would have stuck around with Borussia Dortmund, man, like I think he would have been one of the ones that that retired along with like Mario. Along with Marco Rose, like I think that would have been that would have been his deal. You know, the weirdest thing that I always notice in FIFA is that Marco Rose ends up always getting always these <laughs> Borussia Dortmund. Like, what are you trying and to I, tell me, FIFA? <laughs> in real in real life, he does not at all. He's like he's like, nope, I'm loyal to Dortmund. Yeah, dude. Honestly, I think he's just gonna gonna retire there, and then like he's gonna go play some. Maybe he might come to MLS. You never know. Next thing you know, it's like be a fan his, of that team. Yeah right, dude. If it's LAFC, that I mean, that's it. I mean, that's as much as I hate it. But <laughs> it's a sign. <laughs> yeah, it's like man, Dynamo is not really buying anybody, really. Well, Dynamo doesn't have money. Okay, uh, they got they got Hector Herrera. I, I know. <laughs> man. man. Look for the Dynamo. That's pretty. That's massive. And as a passion for Ara, once he actually has like a good playmaking midfield, he's he's gonna he's gonna explode. But um, yeah, the Dynamo don't have that kind of money. <laughs> they don't have LA money. I mean, Ted Siegel's rich, but he ain't that rich. Um, so yeah, I'm just. But uh, but you know, sticking to well, I mean, I guess returning, sticking to the theme of guys returning to. Countries, uh, Romelu Lukaku, the the experiment of Chelsea just clearly was a massive failure. Um, don't know what the hell happened there. Uh, still baffled by it to this day. But Lukaku ends it. Ends it. It's over. He's he's leaving Chelsea again, um, and is now back at Inter Milan. Oh, which, yeah. which, he, which is what he wanted. He actually stated that that he wanted to go back to Inter Milan. So, got you what you wanted, buddy. Yeah, he did. He, he made that loud and clear. Yep. Speaking of guys going back to Italy, Paul Pogba. He'll be returning to Juventus. Oh, that's right. Which one? I wonder yeah. what's going to happen to that midfield now. 
I, well, I gotta I mean, ask you though. How do you like? Are you are you happy that Pogba's back with Juventus or? Honestly, yeah, he was part of the team that was, you know, like, they were the ones that would win the freaking league. And then, I mean, I'm not saying that he was, like, oh, my God, crucial for, for the win. It's just, like, he left. Then, you know, Juventus was still playing on top. Like, they were still, they were still number one and everything. It's just, then they slowly started to descend. And then, you know, Ronaldo left. And then they blamed that because of Ronaldo's leaving. It's like they... They got even worse, but then it just—I uh, think it's just uh, the chemistry, the whole. Um, now, now uh, going injuries. to your Manchester United side, you le- you let Paul Pogba go for free again. Yeah, that's just uh, that's just. I mean, yeah, that's just aggravating. Like the thing is with Manchester, it's like. They feel like they have the money. It's just they don't know what to do with it. I think you could still at least get like twenty five million for Paul Pogba if you're just trying to get rid of him. Like yeah. you could still. I mean, you're you're still not getting back what you spent for him. But I mean, you're literally got nothing out of this whole Paul Pogba experience. Yeah, pretty much, dude. Like, there's nothing there. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's back in Juventus. I think I think it's a good a, a good a good place for him back. I, I wonder what's gonna happen with that. Mid- I'm 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 just intrigued what's gonna happen with that midfield because there's a lot of midfielders. I don't know what that means for Weston McKinney. Please do not go to Tottenham. Please don't go to Tottenham, <laughs> Weston. Just don't. Um, yeah, Vinicius. Like I said, Real Madrid is staying busy. They signed a new deal to keep their guy, and of course, they're gonna be very smart at putting a one billion dollar <laughs> a one billion dollar release clause. On him, so no club's gonna be able to get him. <laughs> but but yeah, Vinicius he is staying put at Real Madrid as he should. What is it? A hundred a hundred million? You said one billion. One billion. Jeez. So same thing as Valverde. Same thing as Pedri. Same thing as. Uh, and then there's another Barcelona. Ansu Fati. Ansu Fati. All of them have that one billion dollar release clause. Jesus Christ! I don't think anybody's gonna pay that, but. Uh, PSG could. Speaking of PSG, they're open to selling uh, Neymar. Oh yeah, they said they're they're open for that. I don't know. That's the the work of uh, of uh, what you call it, um, Mbappe, or it's just the new the new sporting director. Yeah, pretty much. So we'll see what happens. Uh, this guy literally just. Took the Bundesliga by storm last season, and as Christopher Nkunku, who actually signs a new deal with RB Leipzig, um, he's been linked with a lot of clubs um, to be going to like English Premier League, obviously La Liga, uh, France, because he is French. Um, he's been linked with all these clubs. Now the contract, don't think that this is like, oh, he's staying put. Like, I mean, you could still, this guy could still be sold. Like, just putting it out there, but you know, but RB Leipzig at least making it a little bit harder. To, to get uh, in Kanku for sure, which I mean the guy I think he had, I think he actually led the league in the Bundesliga in goals this season, this past season. So which is impressive, knowing that our, you know Robert Lewandowski is in that league. But yeah, um, Tottenham is interested in Richarlison over at Everton. I mean, yeah, that guy needs to get out of Everton. That's all I gotta say. 
Um, he's actually really good. I, I mean, just the club isn't. Um, but yeah, uh, Manchester City has reached a 42 million agreement for Calvin Phillips of Leeds United. So something's going to happen with Manchester City's midfield. I mean, the midfield's already pretty strong as it is, so I don't know what's going on there. But yeah. Uh, Chelsea's interested in Matias Delict. So he might get some playtime then. Yeah, finally. I'm actually kind of I'm weirdly excited, but kind of nervous at the same time about this move. But Gabriel Jesus is going to Arsenal. Oh yeah. I'm excited but nervous. The reason why is because every time I've watched Gabriel Jesus play, he's got a red card. So <laughs> so that could possibly mean I'm I'm not watching Arsenal this season. Is it's probably, I gotta check the lineup. If he's on the lineup, think, I'm probably. You think the curse is alive? I'm so nervous, man. Every time, like, you, it's like a blatant red card, too. And I'm so, like, is it me? <laughs> time, like, you said, you said, you said every time. And I just thought of uh, Michael Scott doing the Chris Rock routine. Every time. <laughs> okay. Every going. time, Gabriel. Gabriel, that's who's got some red card. Some ignorance. Because if I don't watch him, he scores four goals. So. <laughs> so you're gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna watch you from far away, bro. I'll 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 hear about it on social media. Uh, Gareth Bale to LAFC. So I hope oh, they yeah. win the MLS Cup. I mean, Jesus Christ, I, I'm sure they are definitely breaking the designated player rule. Um, but I mean, I guess maybe Gareth Bale isn't as expensive as we think because he literally did not play last season. Barely, if any, at all. But yeah, there's that. Um, Bayern Munich has set a $60 million transfer fee for Robert Lewandowski. So there you go, Barcelona. That's the fee. You get Robert Lewandowski. Yeah. There's that. Uh, Sporting Lisbon is open to a Cristiano Ronaldo return. Apparently, Cristiano Ronaldo wants out of Manchester United. I don't know if it's true or not. It's rumors. Yeah. There's that. I don't, I don't know what else to say on that one. Uh, but yeah, uh, if it happens, cool. I, it, it actually, I mean, obviously, Ronaldo's mom wants him to go back to sporting. So maybe, maybe it can happen. Maybe. And uh, I, I don't know if this is necessarily like anything to take seriously, but Manchester United rejected a Barcelona bid for Harry Maguire. Um, I think Barcelona dodged a huge bullet <laughs> on this one. I mean, yeah. Honestly, just I, mean, I don't know. Fuck. I just I, I remember how we were talking about like how he that was supposed to be his. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, honestly don't. He does need a change of scenery. Understand. I just don't think Barcelona is the change of scenery. I know that's what I'm saying. Like it just I don't know how to explain myself. Like okay. So, <laughs> I just don't understand it, bro. I'm just like, even then, I'm like, <sighs> I guess they're trying to get something out of the Frankie De Young move. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, they're trying to, it's like, I think what it's, they're trying to do is like trying to get the move and knowing that he's worth, like, Herman Breyer is worth a lot, even if he doesn't compete. They can probably sell him and make some money back, knowing that they sold the young 
for 60 minutes. I'm sorry, for, I think it was like, they it's were a lot wanting of money. to sell. It's a lot of money, but they also wanted Harry Maguire in, in, the, in the transfer. And I was like, well, why? And that's my reaction. I was like, why? It's like, that, that, that's yeah, I was, I was like, thinking Harry Maguire should his change years should be Everton, but I mean, uh, all right. I mean, well, you know, it's not happening. Since apparently, Manchester United values Harry Maguire, so uh, take that for what you will. Um, but there's that. But yeah, that's transfer watch, and we'll get going with headlines. So the first headline is thing that happened during the, our break, which is MLS and Apple TV making an agreement. Uh, for 2023. So starting 2023, you'll be able to watch MLS games through Apple TV. It is actually a 10-year broadcast deal that is worth $2.5 billion. It's a massive deal for MLS. Um, it's a huge deal for Apple TV. I mean, you know, we're starting to see a lot of these like streaming services. One, getting having their own programs now. You know, you, know you're, you can watch baseball games on Apple TV. And now MLS is going into that. Um, I think Apple TV is trying to get ahead of the the soccer blow up that's going to happen after the World Cup in 2026 in the U.S. Because, or just in general, after the World Cup, you know, there's always like everyone starts watching soccer after the World Cup because I guess soccer is now catching on. But yeah, so you know, Apple TV big deal. Now this isn't going to be an exclusive deal. Um, MLS is still going to look to partner with ESPN, Univision, and Fox. Um, to make some, you know, obviously some larger broadcast games. But the thing that I got to say about this move for for MLS with Apple TV is this quote, and it is, this partnership is a historic first for a major professional sports league and will allow fans around the world to watch all MLS, Leagues Cup, and select MLS Next Pro and MLS Next matches in one place without any local broadcast blackouts or the need for a traditional pay TV bundle. So... You can watch all MLS games. So, like, say, for instance, if I just get rid of my cable and I just want to watch MLS games, you know, I can still watch the Houston Dynamo game in Houston and not worry about a local broadcast blackout. So, which is one of the one things that I can't stand about MLB, uh, MLB's program, like MLB's streaming service, which is because the whole point was because I didn't have AT&T Sports Network. So I was going to use... MLB to watch Astros games and they're like, oh no, it's in your local channel in your local. And I was like, no, it's not in my local channel because I don't have any cable. So, <laughs> so yeah, that is one of the biggest gripes that I have with like current like sports leagues, like the way they do their 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 their, their TV packages that uh, you can't do. They have the local blackout for mainly because obviously they want you to watch it through their the local broadcast. That's kind of what the reason why it is. But this partnership with Apple TV, I'm excited about. And also the other thing. That I'm looking forward to is that they're looking, they're going to be changing the schedule up to have games only on Wednesdays and Saturdays. So, yeah, I love this move for MLS and Apple TV. Um, Edward, any thoughts about this this deal? Or no thoughts on this deal? Okay, well, so yeah. It's a. It, I, I think it's huge. I think it's massive, uh, in general. But uh, honestly, for me, it's just the, the the no the the no blackouts. I think that's like the best part of this deal. Uh, but yeah, you know, kind of going back to Edward. Edward, any thoughts? Um, 
obviously, I know you're not truthfully, like, yeah, I know. So I was like, truthfully, okay, there's two things. Truthfully, I don't even have Apple TV, so yeah, and then I don't watch them unless, so yeah. Huh, I, I, appreciate, I appreciate your honesty, but you yeah. you don't have an Apple TV. No, no, I don't have an Apple TV service. Okay, that's what I was about to say. I don't have an Apple TV. <laughs> no, no, I don't have Apple TV at all. Like, yeah, I have an iPhone, but uh, even then, like, I haven't. I don't sign up for Apple TV at all. Like, I'm just like, eh. you, know? you, you don't want you don't you don't want to watch uh, uh, Ted Lasso. <laughs> I, 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 it's funny because like everyone's like, "Have you watched Ted Lasso?" And I'm like, "No," and I kind of don't care. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm like, Apple TV does. It's, apparently, they have some good shows. Just like it doesn't call out to me, or else I would have already gotten it. Hence, example, you know, like all the freaking services I have. That's true. All right. Well, this is going to be a topic that you probably. Care a little bit more of than the MLS. Um, Carlos Tevez. So obviously, oh. last season he announced his retirement from playing, and uh, apparently there's a team that's actually willing to give him a coaching job with with zero <laughs> coaching experience. Um, take that for what you want, but he is set to make his management debut, and that is with Argentina side Rosario Central. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of this. Does Carlos Tevez even scream coaching material to you? I mean, to me, he would always scream like the the scruff, the the gruff, the rough around the edges. He would just hustle for the ball kind of guy. So the only thing I can think of is like he's going to be that uh, – that a coach's player kind of deal where he's like, look, this is where I've been. I've been in your shoes and I want y'all to struggle. Like I want y'all to make it, but there's, it's going to be a struggle kind of like he's going to, he's going to give off that, that kind of vibe. It's not going to be like where he's like, um, I don't think he's like uh, the, the players coaches in the sense of like tactics and stuff like that. I just don't feel that he's that, He's like a tactic savvy kind of uh, kind of coach, mind you, or even a player. I guess like I mean, he was very like he would just take the ball and run, and then like if he somebody was coming up at him, he would just run through. Like he would just body them, cover the ball, and make that shot, that power shot, and then you know score. And it was he was like straight and simple. So for me, uh, like. I don't know why, but like strikers to me don't make like not the best coaches, but it's like to me, I feel like the midfielder or defender was always like the better coach because they could see the game from all kinds of aspects. And then striker, like he would, they would just see it up top. Like they, they wouldn't really, they would, they would just stay up top. They would just go for long balls or they would run for the ball or. You know, like I said, either try to go through the defense and then that was it. I mean, it's not saying it's a bad thing. It's just um, mentality-wise, you know, uh, you have to have the entire team there. Like, you have to kind of think of all the entire team. I feel like Car- I feel like Tevez would probably favor having 
those rough around the edges kind of strikers and players that could actually just run through if somehow like they, they would do high pressing up top. I don't know. That that's just me. That's my that's my thoughts on it. Oh, it does so make sense that he'll hard. be playing in Argentina though. I mean Yeah. That makes sense for Argentina league. Um I really don't know much about Rosario Central. I've I've seen them mainly in FIFA. Um have I ever got any players from Rosario Central? No. Uh so but I know that they're I just know them through FIFA. Um I'm not I'm not a guy that watches the Argentinian league too much. The only teams I know is River Plate, New Wells, Old Boys, and um mm-hmm. Boca Jr. So um but yeah. it's gonna be interesting. I I I might keep an eye on uh, what's going on with Carlos Tevez, man, just because like and it's funny because he's like one of the random players that I did make retire in FIFA so he could be a coach. Uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting situation, in my opinion. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that works out for him. Um, but all right, man. So I know it, it feels so weird because like the World Cup technically would be happening right now um, as we speak, but obviously they decided to move, which now I'm kind of like, I was thinking about it. Like, how hot is it in Qatar right now? Like, apparently it's this unbearably hot weather. And I checked, I, I just got a curiosity, checked the weather. And it's almost the same as Brazil when they host the World Cup. So I was like, I kind of, mm. I don't know how the stadiums are set up over there either. But um, I kind of feel like we could have had the World Cup in the summer. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm, I, I've never been to Qatar. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so obviously it's going to be in the fall. but. They already went ahead and announced. We already know that the you know the U.S., Mexico, and Canada will be hosting the 2026 World Cup, which will also be the newly expanded World Cup. Um, they'll be expanding it from 32 teams to 48 teams. I forgot. But anyways, it's it's going to be a new expanded. But they have officially announced who will be the host cities for the 2026 World Cup, and. Um, in total, it will be 16 venues all across USA, Mexico, and Canada. And these are the host cities for the World Cup in 2026. So we'll start things off with USA. We have Atlanta, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which holds 71,000. Boston, sort of, because it's, it's actually uh, Foxborough. But Gillette Stadium, which is home of the Patriots, uh, 68,756. Very specific number there. Uh, Dallas, sort of, because it's in Arlington. AT&T Stadium, obviously the home of the Dallas Cowboys, 80,000. That's city there. Houston, that's right. Houston will be one of the host cities for the for the World Cup in 2026. NRG Stadium, home of the Houston Texans and my depression. Uh, 71,500 is seated for that stadium, which I'm actually kind of surprised. I never really looked into the, the capacity of the NRG Stadium, but it's good to know that now. Kansas City. Arrowhead Stadium, 76,416. That's a very specific number, by the way. Uh, but yeah, home of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the LA, it's apparently debated whether they're going to do it at the Rose Bowl at, or at the new SoFi Stadium. So Rose Bowl holds almost, almost, uh, almost 91,000 in there, in that, in that stadium, that old, very historical stadium over there. Um, and SoFi holds 70, 70,200 people in Miami. I mean, you got to have Miami. I hope we have uh, Pitbull make an appearance there. 
uh, Hard Rock Stadium, which holds 65, uh, around 65,000. New York, New Jersey, which is MetLife Stadium, holds around 82,000. Philadelphia, Lincoln Financial Field, almost uh, look, way over 69,000. Nice. Um, San Francisco, Bay Area, which is Levi Stadium, which holds uh, about a little bit over 68,000. And Seattle, which is Lumen Field. If you guys don't know, that's CenturyLink Field, which holds 72,000. Um, I got no, the one thing I'll notice about the stadiums for the uh, for the U.S. is they're all football. They're all football stadiums. Um, they're all football stadiums. Yeah, I mean, you know, eight, you know, Mercedes Benz, Atlanta Falcons. I mean, Atlanta United and Atlanta Falcons, Gillette Stadium, New England Patriots, AT and T Stadium, Cowboys, NRG, Texans, Arrowhead, the Chiefs, SoFi Stadium, the Rams and Chargers, Hard Rock Stadium, the Dolphins. I mean, it makes sense because they're the larger stadiums, but MetLife, the Jets and the Giants, Lincoln Financial Field, the Eagles, Levi Stadium, the the the, the 49ers, and Lumen Field is the Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks, which I get it because obviously the soccer-specific stadiums are a little bit smaller compared to the, the football stadiums. And obviously it's the World Cup, so yeah. you want to have as much capacity as you can. But I don't know, man. It would have been cool to see like a soccer-specific stadium uh, in there. But I mean, I guess... Realistically, hopefully that means they're going to try to convert these these stadiums into like grass, not turf. That that would just be my only takeaway for that one. But uh, but yeah, moving on, Canada. It will be Toronto BMO Field, which holds thirty thousand. I think that's actually the the smallest stadium that will be featured in the in this. Yeah, it's the smallest stadium in the World Cup in this World Cup. Uh, Vancouver, which is BC uh, Place, which is, holds around fifty four and a half thousand. Um, and for Mexico, it's going to be Guadalajara, Estadio Acron, which is 46,000. Mexico, obviously Mexico City, Estadio Azteca, 81,000. And Estadio BBVA in Monterrey, which is 51,000. Um, Edward, I'm just going to ask you, uh, from these stadiums, which one are you kind of interested in seeing in the 2026 World Cup? Mm, well, for one, energy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously Houston. <laughs> Obviously, Houston, you know. Um, but if I had to say, um, I mean, I guess Kansas City. Okay. The Chiefs Stadium. Yeah. yeah. I will say Arrowhead okay. is a very interesting looking stadium, uh, for sure. Um, for me, I hope they use the Rose Bowl. Um, I know some people are saying that they should have AT&T Stadium be the, the final, um, which would, I guess, kind of make sense since it's the newer the newer stadium. Uh, but, I mean, I would, I, I think Rose, I, I mean, the last the last time the, the U.S. hosted the World Cup, which was in 94, it, the final was in the Rose Bowl, so... I don't know. I, I mean, it, it seats more people, so I would love the Rose Bowl to be the the final for the location for the final. I mean, if it's if it's in Arlington, I mean that'd be cool too. I don't I don't see us being able to afford tickets for the final, but um, maybe we can. Maybe at that point we're we're at some some level, <laughs> some level with the podcast. So maybe maybe we're able to go in for free. But um, uh, but or maybe we become friends with Matthew McConaughey. Either one can. Can happen, uh, <laughs> or be- we become best. Either friends one with- can happen, or we become best friends with Becky G. Um, 
anything can happen. Anything's possible. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I would love to see the Rose Bowl. I think the Rose Bowl is just, it's, it's a historical stadium. Uh, there's some, just, yes, my Cali bias is in there, but you know, I would love to see that stadium be used. But yeah, so I can't wait for the 2026 World Cup. Um, you know, it's still weird to think that the fall is where we're going to have the 2022 World Cup, but that's where we live in right now. But, uh, but yeah, so that is headlines. We'll go into, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break right here and then we'll get going with our, our, our recap of the first episode of Neymar the Perfect Cave. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at fanatics.com. What's fanatics? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we're back. All right, guys. Neymar, The Perfect Chaos, Episode 1. Um, but before we talk about Episode 1, let's talk about what this... But this documentary has been out since January, but um, but obviously it's a documentary on Netflix. It is actually produced by LeBron James. Yeah. So. When I saw that, I was like, what? Yeah, so, I mean, this is the reason why LeBron moved to LA was so he can get into the the film industry. Uh, so, but before we, like I said, before we talk about the first episode, Edward, uh, what is it about Neymar that you think would be interesting enough for a documentary? I mean, honestly, it's uh, the way they explained it uh, in the documentary itself. It's like he's he's a very I guess you could say captivating image. Like he he does things to draw attention, but it's not like bad things, but it's more of like his image himself. Like he, I mean, you remember how goofy we thought his haircut was, the whole band-aid on the nose thing. Yeah, he was. He, he he's the. I think I think the I I think this is the one time where the word in enigma is like perfect to describe what Neymar is because Neymar is Neymar. Like you know, like if you don't know him, you 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 got people that hate him. You got people that love him. Um, there's no in between. I think you you either you're either one side or on one side or the other. Um. You know, you, you see all the 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 you know the crazy stuff that he does, um, but then also you you know he's still like a wholesome family guy. Um, we, you know, we make jokes about about how he how he uh, loves his sister, but it, it, honestly, it's not really that weird. I mean, he just doesn't play when his sister when it's his sister's birthday. I mean, yeah. Shoot, I I feel like and you know, especially as much as these guys play, I mean. Dude, the way UEFA treats them and wants to play the stupid Nations League and stuff like that. Props to Commonwealth <laughs> who haven't decided to do that yet. Um, or maybe they have. I don't know. I haven't really been paying attention. But, you know, like, these leagues try to kill these players. I mean, shoot, at least give me one day off, you know? Yeah, right. So, I mean, I get it. I mean, yeah, Neymar is just an interesting character. Uh, I thought it was interesting that that LeBron would want to do a documentary with, with name about Neymar, but Maybe Neymar is the perfect person to do a documentary on just because of he's just an interesting person. Like there's people that thinks he doesn't love soccer. There's people that thinks he he cares more about being a, a social media presence than than a player. 
you know, it's it's just they literally these... said it. They literally said it in documentary. Yeah, yeah. I think it started off with like, "Is he a diva?" I was like, "What?" I was like, "Well, yeah, I guess." Some, I was like, some I people think he's a douchebag. So I mean, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's, it was an interesting thing. But all right, so we'll get going with 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 a summary of episode one. So episode one, the great Brazilian promise, uh, which I think is actually a, a perfect title for 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 this episode. Neymar rises from humble beginnings to become a star with a carefully crafted image and worldwide brand, yet criticism still follows him at every turn. All right, Edward, what was your big takeaway from episode one? For episode one? I mean, basically, it's like, so on, on this one, it, it, it kind of like, you know, it, it kind of puts it into perspective when, where he comes from and stuff. I mean, we all know, like, Brazilians, basically, if you're poor, you start playing street soccer, and that's where they learn all the traits. But it's like, he was, that was his niche. Like, that was his, that was his thing. It's like, it, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you and me tried to go, you know, one, like, even two-on-one on him, he still wouldn't lose the ball. So it's like, it, it, it just kind of showed you, like, that even even his coaches like they were like yeah you know they couldn't take the, the ball away they even like he kept the ball basically as soon as it would touch his foot he would just run with it and he would just do his dribble so it was like you know it, it kind of it, it kind of reminded me like of why I enjoyed Joga Bonito and why I did what I did back when I had the time you know when I would just watch a video and I'm like all right cool let me practice this trick. I would do it, and I'm like, all right, cool. Let me go ahead and do it on the street. I did it, or even like in, in futbolito, like after after school. And I would do it. I was like, all right, cool. Let me see what's the next thing. What's the next thing? Like I wanted to keep going. I wanted to learn. I wanted to, you know, just keep just keep going and making my just making those tricks, you know, part of my arsenal. And I mean, that's something that you can see that Neymar basically did uh, to put into his skill, but. They also do talk about how 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 much of a of an image like a an image kind of person he is like how it's not image conscience but it's like more of like how his dad was able to make him an image by him being himself and him doing whatever he he wanted to do to make himself known because I mean everybody I mean think about it I mean even Cristiano Ronaldo remember. When he had the golden highlights, then he had the faux hawk, then he had um, the the slick back, and then he had the side to come over. Then he had the, the man bun, the little the man bun. Then he went back to the come over, and then the shape shaped head, and then the slick back again. And like so, it's like you know everybody has their uh, image of looking like Messi. Messi had long hair for the longest time. Then he cut it off and grew the beard. And he put yellow highlights. So it's like they all go through, I guess you could say, like a transformation just to either show a change as in, in their game, but it's a physical change. It's not like you can actually see it, like uh, just right there off the field. So for them to do that, and especially Neymar, Neymar did it constantly. It was more obvious with Neymar. He changes hair, I don't know how many times. And then, like, the tattoos and then the, the, like, just just his lifestyle, you know, like, he's, he's, 
to you be know, honest, when, like, they, when they showed a, an image of young, well, not an image, but like a, like a, there was like that little video of like a really young, scrawny Neymar driving a car. Yeah. You know, he had like the, the polo shirt on, but he had like the, 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 the collar like popped up. I was like, if Abercrombie and Fitch was a person, it, that was, was it? that image of Neymar. Like, <laughs> Neymar, like very, I think that was probably like 18 year old Neymar. Um, but yeah. I was just like, oh my God, this guy looks like if he were to shop at Abercrombie. Um, yeah. <laughs> just because the, yep. the popped up collar, um, uh, and then the, the sunglasses definitely did not help with that argument. But, but yeah, I thought that was, uh, that was so interesting. But yeah, kind of, you know, you're talking about his dad, man. Like, his dad, one, I think, uh, smart on him to, start an agency <laughs> like just yeah. overall just start a sport agency to make to make sure uh Neymar's image is is covered um you know basically it's it's crazy to think that they were able to build this whole staff all towards making sure that Neymar's image is covered like protected um and they jump on things like for instance when he got that girl pregnant which I did not this is how very little I care about Neymar's background. I didn't know he had a kid. Uh, really? Yeah, did I, don't, I did not remember that. I, I, I think I, I don't like. I mean, I don't. Last time I watched Neymar play was when he played for Barcelona. So like, I haven't really been watching. Well, no, I'm lying. I mean, I've seen him in Champions League, but like, really followed Neymar was when he was playing La Liga. Um, but like at PSG, I probably like. Obviously, I don't really watch many league on games like that. But like every once in a while when they're playing Champions League, it's like okay, I'll watch I'll watch what what PSG's doing. But like I, I think it's just frankly I just don't care about PSG enough to like want to watch what they're doing. It's not that's more towards it's not anything against Neymar. It's just more towards PSG. But like but yeah, I did not realize I, it, it was like yeah, oh crap, I forgot he had a kid at eighteen. Um, which is cool to see that he has like a really healthy relationship with the mother. Um, yeah, very typical dad move was to put books on oh. top of the scooters. <laughs> yeah, very man. dad. He's like, yeah, he was like, he was like, hey, he's like, so you got the wrong books because they're all in. in yeah, I like that. That was the takeaway from English. the kid. <laughs> and then he was like, you messed up. I was like, what? I was yeah, like, that's I was that's like, what the kid was disappointed about. It wasn't the fact that he got books, but the fact that the books weren't in English. It's like, way to go, Dad. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. I was like, little kids read books. I was about to say, I was like, maybe he's going to say Portuguese. F, F, F the scooter. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but yeah, so like, so I thought that was like interesting. Uh, just overall, like, one, they showed like the family side of Neymar. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, his dad, um, apparently, I mean, Clearly, his dad was a big influence for Neymar. Um, he taught the big thing, the, the big quote that I, I I take away from Neymar's relationship with his dad was how his dad was really hard on him of not being okay with just enough. Like he, you know, obviously he got mad at Neymar for not running, um, and so he, you know, he wanted him to stand out, and I think that's like, you know, obviously he because his dad played right. His dad was a a former professional player as well. So he yeah. knew what it takes to, to play professionally. 
clearly Neymar had something that his dad didn't, obviously, because his dad didn't have. I think obviously when working regular jobs after that, after playing, also it comes from a different time period where, you know, soccer players weren't getting paid that much money. But it's also a crazy thing that Neymar at a young age was already making a million dollars when he when yeah, he signed with Santos. Like his first, yeah, like basically that was a million dollars. And then like I think it was like even after that, uh, out of like, you know, commercials and stuff like that, it was like I think they had made like what? A hundred million dollars? Yeah, I mean Neymar was a celebrity like just, in Brazil. Um I yeah. mean people forget about that, you know, it, it, you because you, I mean and everyone was talking about Neymar. I mean you know, he was the, the next Ronaldinho, the next Ronaldo. Um, but what's funny is like the, the, the thing that maybe a lot of people forgot about was that there was a comparison to Pele with Neymar. Like that was that was actually the more accurate, I guess you could say, because uh, obviously, you know, these two kids that came from 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 nothing gets the opportunity to go play for a huge club like Santos for Brazil. That's also, fun uh, props to the guy that has the Santos logo tattooed on his forehead. Um, that, oh, that, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. What about what about that girl that had Neymar's name on her on the inside of her lips? Oh man, that yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> that was that's um, painful. Like and the inside, like the inside of your lip. Yeah, that. But I mean, just just shout out to that guy though for getting the Santos logo tattooed. And he's like the president of the fan club or something, which I'm like, these guys were talking to a 13 year old. Like, I just, that's the thing that I kind of was like, yeah, we were going to talk to him. We we're going to, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, we were going to help him uh, grow as a professional. I'm like, this guy's 13 years old. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it was just like the, the most interesting thing that I took from those, the random group of Santos fans that were hanging up at that bar slash. And I know it wasn't a taco truck, but I don't know Brazilians don't eat tacos. But like, it, it gave me the vibes of no, it gave me the vibes of a ramen shop, like you know, like in, on the streets of like, you know, Japan, like a guy making ramen noodles on the street. But like, anyways, that, that's not the point. But yeah, so I thought that was that was interesting. But yeah, you know, there's the comparison to Pele because you know they go play play for Santos. The only difference is that you know Pele never went to Europe. You know, he actually went to New York, but. You know, and, and I think that's one thing that I kind of want to kind of segue into this is like, when you, what do you like from watching that? Did you like start remembering like how big of a hype Neymar was at that time when he was playing with Santos? Because I remember like, you know, you, oh, you got called up for the Brazilian national team for the World Cup and he was playing, he was playing with Santos and it was like, you see all the list of guys that were getting called up for Brazil for that for that World Cup, which I believe was, I believe was 2010, right? I think so. No, it wasn't. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it was 2010. And you know, you got all these guys that are you know, you know, playing in Europe, and then you have Neymar wearing the number 10, playing you know, playing out of Santos. Oh, that's right. So it was, yeah, it was, you know, there was so much hype about it. I mean, people, like, I mean, it was crazy. Like, I remember seeing Bleacher, I don't remember ESPN, but I remember Bleacher Report following Neymar. Like, what is Neymar doing over at Santos? And then I completely forgot about them winning the, the, um, the, the, their, what's their Champions League called? Uh, 
El Copa Libertadores. Like, I forgot about that. They, that he, and that was like years since they last won that thing, right? And, and, you know, once again, there goes the Pele comparison going on with him because that was the last time they won. It was when Pele was playing there. So it was yeah, just... Yeah, I think it was like 48 years. Yeah, so it was... So, like, it, you know, and one, I did not realize Pele spoke Spanish. Uh, by the way, that was, <laughs> that was a cool thing that they met, they shared there. But, but yeah, like, I mean... Yeah, Neymar menu was just crazy in Brazil, and I and I forgot all about how crazy it was. Also, I I also have to hate a little bit on Neymar just because he made a that stupid song so popular in the in that two thousand early two thousand ten era. Um, oh yeah, God, I hated that song. It sounded it just sounded inappropriate. I didn't even know what he was saying, but it sounded so inappropriate <laughs> the way he sang it. Mm-hmm. I think it's something about I want to hold you. I don't, I forgot. But anyways, yeah, I forgot. I completely forgot about that song. And I, I hate this documentary for bringing that back into my life because um, now it's stuck in my head. <laughs> but yeah, that that I yeah that that whole early 2010s that the Neymar period was was crazy. And I think it, I, I think Neymar was very smart for choosing Santos over Real Madrid. By the way. Yeah, well, the thing is with the whole Real Madrid thing, it was like he was missing home. He was, he was like, yeah, I miss my friends, I miss my family. And that's when his dad, you know, was like, hey. Like, you you know. can tell his dad was so pissed <laughs> when he chose not to play, when he rejected Real Madrid. I mean, you, you know, I mean, not, not pissed, but you can tell he was disappointed that his son didn't want to play for Real Madrid. Because you know, I think I don't know how much they offered for for Neymar, but you can tell he was like at least a little bit disappointed in the fact that his son wasn't choosing Real Madrid. But then obviously, it paid off for him better. Because honestly, I think that period of Real Madrid, they weren't like really playing with youth. Um, yeah. So I think he was definitely he chose the right route. I think Santos was the right route. Even everything leading up to where he ends up going, which Obviously, you know, he wins, you know, he, he wins Copa Libertadores. You know, he's getting called up with the Brazilian national team. The next step is for him to go to Europe and he, he makes the, you know, the big splash move to obviously your club, Barcelona, um, which is going to be the lead, the, what leads to episode two. But, uh, but before, you know, what, what's the one thing that you're, you're kind of interested in seeing in, in episode two? I mean, the thing is, they left it kind of like, you could say a cliffhanger, even though we know what happens, but it's like, that's when, uh, that's when uh, Barcelona basically, you know, bought him from Santos, and then that's where he actually goes to Barcelona. I I would love to see, maybe they give you some information on what exactly went down, you know, obviously, because this definitely hurts Barcelona in the future. Um <laughs> I mean, it does. I mean, they got well, they got penalized, but no one sees the penalty. But um, yeah. but like apparently, like this all started with Neymar. But like that's the one thing that I'd be interested in. I do want to. I kind of hope there's like footage of interactions with him and uh and him and Messi. I'm sure there's a lot of interaction with those two because they're obviously part of the trident uh, with him yeah. and, and Luis Suarez. But like, yeah, I, I this is I think the Barcelona the this episode is gonna. Totally focus on Barcelona. I hope they touch up on on family stuff as well. Um, I think this is the this is the time period where his mom starts dating a twenty one year old. So oh god, 
<laughs> so I, I'm, I, I don't know I, what to say to that. <laughs> I'm all right. Not to. I mean, I'm gonna get bonked for this, but like, yeah, his mom smoke show. <laughs> you're like, you're like, yeah, bonk show, bonk show. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what happened. I, I don't. I don't know when his parents got split up, but I just I was intrigued. I also can kind of get it though, because he seems like an overbearing parent, and she just. She seems like she just wanted Neymar to live his life. That's like the from the the, the when they actually interviewed her in the first episode, it seemed more like she just wanted yeah. Neymar to live his life, and her his dad was all about like professionalism and and oh you, you got to pregnant well time to be a dad buddy. So <laughs> I like the quote was like parenting is easy especially when you have money. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was hilarious. Man, I was the, I actually thought about you when he said that. He's like, parenting is easy. I'm like, whoa, I don't know about that. And then he added the, the caveat of the fact with money. So yeah, that it does help. That does help. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, that's episode one of Neymar the Perfect Chaos. Next episode, we'll go ahead and touch up on episode two, which will be more focused on the Barcelona period uh with Neymar. So going to get a little, well, not really dicey. I mean, everyone thought it was going to be interesting. Who's going to take over the club? Messi or Neymar? Obviously, it was going to be Messi. I don't know why anyone thought Neymar was going to jump over Messi. But but yeah, so that's so that's uh, Neymar, the the uh, the perfect chaos, episode one. All right. So I didn't realize this hap- this was going to happen this weekend, but Liga MX is, is starting again in July. So yikes on my part on that one. But let's go ahead and, and, and break it down, man. Uh, we'll, try, we'll try to keep this quick. But, you know, obviously, if you guys don't know, the teams that are competing in the Liga MX is because they're not changing because there's no more promotion relegation in Liga MX. Uh, America, Atlas, Atletico, San Luis, Cruz Azul, Chivas de Guadalajara, Juarez, Leon, Mazatlan, Monterrey, Nacaxa, Pachuca, Puebla. Uh, Querétaro still is there. Uh, we're, we're waiting to see them become Los Conejos de, de Mexico. <laughs> Los Conejos the, de Mexico. What was the team? <laughs> what was the team you donned them with? Oh, forgot. I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, Los Conejos Blancos, um, Santos Laguna, Tijuana, Toluca, Tigres, and Pumas. Now, while there is no promotion relegation, what it, the punishment is if you finish in the bottom three, including combined with the Apertura and the Clausura, you finish in the bottom three, you have to pay a fine. So, and so yeah, so that's like the, the, the punishment. So, unfortunately, Toluca was. One of those teams. Uh, so, but there are some new managers. Uh, Hernan Pistante actually left Querétaro, which I don't blame him, to go manage Juarez. Diego Aguirre is going to be managing Cruz Azul. Ricardo Valino is going to be the manager for Tijuana. Maro Gerk will be with Querétaro. Good luck to you. Uh, Renato Paiva will be at Leon. And no, I'm not salty that Querétaro still exists. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so some new faces for the coaching staff. Um, so I want to touch up this with Edward. Maybe, maybe looks, you know, lightning strikes twice for Edward here. Um, looking at the teams that didn't <laughs> qualify for reclassification from, from the Clausura, uh, the past Clausura was, which was Leon, Santos Laguna, Toluca, Querétaro, Tijuana, Juarez, and Juarez. Um, do you see any of them maybe jumping in, back into, into the playoff discussion? Um, 
maybe León León en Santos León en Santos yeah okay a little bias here but it's just because they've been super active with with getting like getting rid of players and and, and bringing in players and there's a possible rumor it's a very strong rumor that uh, they're getting Luke De Jong um Saluka <laughs> I am going to go. I, I think Saluka can at least get themselves into reclassification at least. I'm not saying they're going to go far, but <laughs> they can at least go into reclassification, especially with Luke De Jong. I think Luke De Jong can be that pivotal of a player. It sucks now. They got, you know, Canelo's gone. Uh, Samudio's not, uh, gone. But they, they went ahead and, and brought in a lot of players. Marcel Ruiz from Tijuana is one uh, to, to recognize just because He's a he's a you know a young promising player for Mexico, but yeah. Right. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but we gotta talk about Atlas, man. Uh, um, they went they went back to back. You know they won the Apertura, they won the Clausura, um, which is very difficult to do in Liga MX if you guys don't know that. But it is super difficult to do that. But Atlas did it. Did um, it. Can can you see a three peat here? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. But uh, all right. But all right. Since we both don't think Atlas can do it again, um, hopefully that doesn't that doesn't bite us in the ass in the future. Uh, but who is your favorite going into the Apertura twenty twenty two? Um, this was a tough one, honestly. Uh, I'm gonna stick with Tigres. I'm gonna double down with you. I'm going with Tigres. I I need it. I need to see Piojo. I need a Piojo celebration. Yeah, right. I need it. I, I want it. I believe in it. You know, Gignac and Thalvin needs to work out, right? <laughs> so, yeah. well, Gignac already works out. They already won one with Gignac, but Thalvin, Thalvin needs one. So, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that is that is our our preview for the 2022 Apertura for Liga MX. All right, our games to recap. What's your game to recap? All right, so my game to recap is actually the Campeones de Campeones, Cruz Azul versus Atlas, which they they actually tied two to two, but they went to penalties. So me and Cruz Azul beat Atlas four to three. So hey, <laughs> um, Atlas had fifty six percent of the possession. Cruz Azul outshot uh, Atlas twelve to ten. But out of those 12, three shots were on target. And out of those 10, four shots were on target. So if anything, Atlas maybe should have scored more or anything. They had a better chance, basically. Uh, so they wanted uh, in penalties after Quinones ridiculously skied it. Yeah, and that shot was... It overhead. Which is, it kind of sucks because Quinones scored the tying goal to force it to go to penalties. Um, which was like, you know, it was like... And and they, they played it in, in LA, in Carson, California, home of the LA Galaxy. And um and you know, you know, they they it's just, just this huge mess in, in front of goal after a corner kick. And then Keonis just taps it in to, to score the goal to force it to penalties. And then I don't know what the heck happened, but yeah, he he just that was like Sergio Ra- prime Sergio Ramos miss of a penalty. Um but Honestly, I will say this. It seems kind of pointless to do the campeón de campeones because normally you would do it with the winner of the Apertura and the Clausura. Yeah. But 
the winner of the Apertura and the Clausura was Atlas. So technically, Atlas is still the campeón de campeones. They just decided to have Cruz Azul. I guess they're the more recent champion, not named Atlas. Um, yeah, because they won the Clausura. They, they won the Clausura before. So, but yeah, and I mean, props to Cruz Azul. Um, Cruz Azul has some really good players. Santiago Jimenez, I think, is a player to keep an eye out for for Cruz Azul, not only for them but for L3. Um, because you know nobody's scoring goals right now for L three up front. You know, Chicharito <laughs> looks kind of looks pretty good right now if you're Mexico. <laughs> so, so yeah, so yeah, not pretty good game, Edward. Uh, what about you? What's your uh, new recap? Look, guys, I'm gonna pick this team whenever I have a chance. Okay, just, oh, just, here we just go. let me have it. Just let me have it. Don't troll me. You're probably still gonna troll me, but let me have it. Houston Dynamo beat Chicago Fire 2 nothing on Pride Night. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? The Houston Dynamo beat the Chicago Fire 2 to nothing. All right. Dos a zero on Pride Night. Dos a zero. On Pride Night. So yeah. Dynamo had 53% of the possession. Chicago outshot 17 to 11, but it was, it was worthless because Dynamo had more shots on, on goal, 5 to 4. And the goals were scored by. Which is a, a great name for this player, Thor, at the twenty-third minute. There is a player <laughs> in the Houston Dynamo named Thor. I just want to maybe entice you with that one, Edward. Thor and Darwin. You Kitaro's want me to play Thor? He needs to. I actually have his jersey. So I, I that's, that's he's he, he's the he's the first round draft pick that the Dynamo had Dynamo had this past season. This past draft, so yeah, he's he's playing. So already, this Dynamo, nice. like I'm already happy with what Paul Nakamura is doing. The fact that he's actually playing his draft picks, so so he's already kind of winning me over now more and more in each game. But yeah, Houston Dynamo, big win for them. Um, I'm not expecting them to continue this form. I mean, you know, this team is still this team. But hey, um, July 9th debut of Hector Herrera with the Houston Dynamo. So. I'm very excited. I want to go to that game, but we'll see if if life lets me. Uh, so, <laughs> all right, players of the week. Edward, who's your player of the week? All right, so my player of the week, and pardon me if I miss say his name, uh, Haney Mukatar, who scored two goals in Nashville's three-one win against DC United. Yep. He actually, I think he's actually nominated for Player of the Week for the MLS as well. So, yeah, yeah. Look at um, you, what about you? What going for the MLS team? Yeah, going for an MLS oh, player. Oh, gee, yeah. Right. Gee, My Player why. of the Week is Indiana <laughs> Vasilev, who scores two goals three minutes apart from each other. By the way, in Inter Miami's two-one win against Minnesota United. Wow. So I'm, I'm sure Ray Hudson had quite the quite the night there announcing that right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Magisteria. Just the name so alone, cool. Indiana uh, Vasilev. I feel like that's a name that he would have a lot of fun saying. Vasilev. Indiana Jones Vasilev. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> and then, uh, like, as he... Da, 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 da. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Just, just stop. Uh, but yeah, so uh, stop. shout out to Hanny Mukhtar and Indiana Vasilev for being our players of the week. 
All right, so games to watch this coming weekend. In the MLS, we got Toronto FC taking on the Seattle Sounders and NYCFC taking on Atlanta United. And for nice. Liga Mekis, because, I mean, it's going to kick off. They're going to kick off with some big matchups. We're going to have Tigres taking on Cruz Azul and America taking on Atlas. So, I think some, some really good matchups for, your, for the weekend. Fourth of July weekend, by the way. Uh, even though yeah. Fourth of July will be on a Monday. But yeah, so. There we go. So we're going to go ahead. Those are the games that you should be looking forward to this weekend. There's a lot going on, man. You know, obviously there's a lot of international friendlies going on because of in preparation for the women's Euro that's coming. That's actually going to be this summer. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll touch up on it. I don't, I don't want to, you know, take that, you know, try to cover that knowing that we're not very well informed on the women's game like that. And I obviously want, we, we want to give it to people that definitely know what they're talking about. So make sure you guys check out Wellso Digital Media and Women Kickballs because they'll definitely be covering the Women Euros uh, over yeah. there. So, hmm? it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, All right. So we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll, get, we'll go ahead and wrap the show up with 3L3 Down. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And, and we, we are, are Insert Name FC. FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see you there. And we're back. All right, three up, three down. Shit that happened during our two-week break. Because a lot has happened in our two-week break, weirdly enough. Um, so we'll <laughs> kick, kick things off with Spencer, as we always do. Um, Edward, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Uh, let's, you can go first. Okay. All right. For Spencer's three down, number three, kept asking people around me, did I turn in the podcast? <laughs> oh, I guess, I guess he, he, he makes sure that everybody around him knows about the podcast. So. Number two, start binge watching Netflix. Oh, man. We've all been there, especially with Stranger Things. Ah, uh, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. This episode drops July 1st. Stranger Things part four, you know, Season four, part two is so. I uh, yeah, I'm gonna be a hermit. Um, Stranger Things is so addicting, so addicting. And number one, kept checking the dates, shaking my head. I guess he kept checking the dates for the for the stuff that he was gonna order, or I'm sorry, not order, put out. Excuse me, I got the hiccups. Oh, good, my guy. All right. Uh, so I'll go first. So for my three down is number three, people shitting on El Salvador. What? People shitting on El Salvador. So during our break, yeah. USA played uh, El Salvador over in, oh, that's in, right. in El Salvador. So here's the situation. So there's only one stadium that is FIFA sanctioned um, in El Salvador, and that is the one in San Salvador. It's the, the one that usually the national team plays in. Um, a lot of things happen in there. That's where they do their their Salvadorian the the Salvadorian league do their final there as well. Also, it's a huge venue. Isn't so it? They, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's it. And also, they you know it's a big venue, so they have concerts there. You know, as you would if you had a a large venue. Um. So. So to to understand. The final for the for the Salvadoran League was a few days ago. There was also a concert there. So, yes, the grass was probably not at its best condition. 
it also didn't help that it rained. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah, no, that was... It, it was became bad. a was, mud bowl. Yep, which, yep, yep. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it was just a, a slobber knocker of a soccer game. Um, and as... I actually enjoyed it because, you know, one, it's funny. Um, seeing people slip and fall in the mud. I've been there. Yeah. Um, so I can relate. I can relate. And I played in worse fields. So imagine, imagine that. But instead of people just like, oh, this is a grinded out type of game because that's what exactly what it was. And props for the U.S. to stay on it to tie against El Salvador one to one. Um, people were complaining like, oh my God, this is horseshit. This is, this is, and then someone actually said England would never play under these conditions. I'm like, oh, last time I checked, y'all play in the Baltics. Um, so I don't want to hear it on that one. But um, yeah, people were complaining. And all I could think about was that you had Honduras and El Salvador play in Columbus, Ohio, and Minnesota in the winter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to point they're that out. Their, and they're playing in that raging cold. Yeah, like two guys got hypothermia in, in, in the Minnesota game. So yeah. I don't want to hear it. And this is a coming off as this. I get it. Uh, yeah, I'm Salvadorian and also American, but I'm obviously more of a USMT fan and I'm just more of a realistic Salvadorian. Um, and once again, this is was this really an advantage for El Salvador? Probably not because it was the, the conditions were both crappy for both sides. Um, but I don't think you can prepare yourself on a muddy field. There's no like preparation for that. There's no, yeah, there's really no preparation for that. What do you think like, Hugo Perez either. is doing? Going to a grass field and watering it, like soaking it up. And it's like, you guys must train in all conditions. No, it's, it's, like no one prepares for playing in the rain like that. That was, but that was, that was really bad. It was a bad game. Oh, yeah. It <laughs> was, and once again, where were the refs to say, hey, maybe we shouldn't play on this condition? Um, so yeah, I, but I also didn't like the fact that because everyone was like, well, El Salvador is poor, that's why their stadium is that bad. It's like, look, we're using Bitcoin now, so it fluctuates. Oh, god, <laughs> don't start, please don't. But yeah, so yeah, not, not a good look for El Salvador, but it just you know, as a, as a Salvadorian, it, it definitely did not it, it hurt hearing people, um, shit on, shit on your motherland, so it yeah. hurts. Think about us yeah. sometimes. But yeah, so that's my, right. that's my number three. Number two is Amber Heard. Um, oh, yeah. So it, she, she was interviewed after she lost the, the huge court case against Johnny Depp, which honestly, it was the court case that nobody really won. Because um, we all had to sit through and hear all that has transpired between them. Um, so there was no there was no winner. Maybe Satan. Maybe Satan won. That was a win for Satan. Because that was just... Good God, that that clearly the most toxic relationship I've ever listened to in my life. Um, yeah. But Amber Heard had the most all-time quote because she got the, the lawyer for Johnny Depp, she owned them. Like, every oh, second. Yeah. Oh, like, she that did. girl, she made us proud as a Latina. Um, <laughs> I think she actually, they, they posted it up. She actually made, like, a partner from the firm that she works for. Sheesh, way to go. Doing big yeah. things for us. Doing, doing mm-hmm. our proud. But anyways, um, so you know, the person interviewed her mentioned how like, yeah, you guys had you guys had no response to this this lawyer. This lawyer killed you. Um, and then her response was that 
coming from the person that represented the guy that made people believe that he has scissor scissors for hands. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Do you not know what acting is? <laughs> like I don't think Johnny Depp in real life has scissors for hands. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Like I, this, you know. That's what you know. What that is is like a person that just does. It's like the the best. The, the thing would have been funnier was for to say, yeah, you're stupid. It would have been the 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 most the similar response or or saying your mother, not saying anything about your mother, but just yeah, we're your mother, because um, that's exactly what Amber Heard had really like nothing, no rebuttal for it, and she came mm-hmm. up with the most all time quote now that I find super hilarious because that's Johnny Depp's job is to be an actor, and so yeah, Amber Heard, uh, my number two. And uh, number one, obviously, this is pretty recent, but uh, Roe v. Wade. Um, if, if you guys don't know what Roe v. Wade is, it was the uh, the, the case that um, on abortion. So mm-hmm. they have lifted that uh, that decision, and so they're making abortion uh, not allowed. So you oh, know, yeah. So, so it's. Yeah, it's it's not a good look. So now it's up to the the states to decide whether or not they want to allow abortion or not. And obviously, we live in Texas, so that's definitely not going to happen. Um, yeah, yeah. So quite the eventful weekend for the downside. But Edward, what's uh, what's your three down? All right. So my three down is actually my number three was actually the Amber Heard deal with Johnny Depp. We had to go through that, like the whole defamation thing. She was really trying really hard to, uh, like, what sucks is, like, because of him, or because of her, I mean, she she made him lose, like, the deals with Disney and then even Warner Brothers with the whole uh, the Fantastic Beasts, where to find them, the franchise, um, and then the Pirates of the Caribbean. So that, that was that. Um, and then, uh, so that was number three. Uh, number two is uh so number two is is that uh i was i was actually gonna bring up the salvador game but not about the field like that was just it wasn't about them trash talking them but it was more of like that was just a, a bad game to watch because like they were just slipping and sliding everywhere and then usa was wearing the all white uniform <laughs> and when they would get up it was just it was just so bad like they would just get up because they were getting tackled left and right Slide tag playing at that, and then um, I also like the bad calls for red cards. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was just bad. And then my number one. Uh, so, uh, I, I, like honestly, you did bring up a good point about the uh, the whole abortion thing, like the Wade versus Roe thing, uh, getting overturned. Um, uh, but I also want to bring up that uh, apparently. Uh, I think Disney and Marvel are gonna cancel that new Miss Marvel show or Captain Marvel show. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, yeah, they're talking about it. So I'm like, it hasn't even been a full episode or two full episodes, but they're like, oh, well, they're trying to empower stuff. A lot of people don't like that, so they're already talking about you know canceling that. And I was like, come on, dude! I was like, just give it a chance. Huh. I was oh, like, she's kind of similar to how people yeah. were complaining about Captain Marvel. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, here you go. Big yikes in this world, man. All right. Spencer's three up is got caught up on resume 
me submissions. Caught up on res resuming, resume my submissions. Got caught up on resume submissions. That me really fucked me up on that one. Um, I think that's what it meant. Yeah, I was about to say resume. Yeah, but it's like resume me. Okay. Uh, number two, learned about super lit, air quote, internet oriented things. Mm. Okay, okay, so he's, he's catching on to the no cap fad and uh, what you call it? I don't know. I heard internet oriented things and I could think about porn. But I, that's the, that's he found out all about the stepmom. He discovered OnlyFans. <laughs> he discovered the stepsisters and the stepmoms. And the, oh, man. The, the, I'm getting tired dude, of that been, uh, Yeah, dude, trust me. It's like, oh, man. Like, good for you, Spence. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, returned a roofing company's material they lost on the side of the road. Look at you being a good Samaritan, uh -huh. Spencer. That boy, that boy's a sweet guy. That boy's a sweet, sweet one. Ladies, he's single. Uh, is he single? I don't think so. No, I no. honestly don't really ask Spencer about his love life. I think he mentioned once he had a girl. Um, ladies, he's, he's that was a long time ago, guess. though. So I don't. And uh, I don't know. And uh, you know, he's, he knows his music. You know, he's a good Samaritan, as you can see. He'll treat you right. You gotta treat him right. And he's a great cook, by the way. So, oh. all right, my three up. Houston and becomes a whole city. Uh, That's obvious. Oh yeah. Uh. So my number two is my brother. My brother uh, from Nevada. He actually came to Houston uh, to visit. That's he's actually right. right now in El Salvador, but he came to visit in Houston for the weekend. Uh, so we went to the beach. Um, I was working, but my sister took him to NASA, which that would have been cool for me to go because, you know, I love space. Um, yep. And then we took, we did take him to go try Texas barbecue. Uh, I made certain of that because he hasn't had Texas barbecue. Um, so, yeah, we had a pretty good, pretty good weekend. Um, you know, he's never been to Houston. So, you know, we, there, there's still so much to do, um, yep. but you can't really do it all in one weekend. So, Pretty cool experience to have him here. Um, cool yeah. to have him visit us. Um, so hopefully, you know, hopefully another time we'll do it with him again. Um, maybe Carlos comes next time as well. But I think he's thinking about Christmas. So we'll see how that goes. And number one, this is going to seem so fucked up that I put this over family. <laughs> uh, the Astros combined no hit the Yankees. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Christian Javier, yes. Hector Neris, and uh, uh, Presley uh, combined no-hit the New York Yankees at Yankee Stadium um, against Gary Cole. And Yuli wasn't playing. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you love to see it because Yankees are super annoying to me now. I still, I still don't hate the Yankees. I don't, I don't necessarily hate any baseball teams, uh, besides the Angels, but that's for other reasons. Uh, but even then, I do a really bad job on hating them, though, because um, there's a lot of players that I like in the Angels. But anyways, I really don't hate baseball teams, but the Yankees—it's it, not the Yankees players; it's just Yankees fans that annoy the hell out of me. 
Um, which is, if you, if you guys don't know baseball, Yankees are like the equivalent of, of Mexican national team fans. Um, they are. I mean, you have, they haven't accomplished anything recently and they just won't shut up about the past. Or Noeta, Noeta so, Penal is their version of the Astros cheating scandal. Like, oh, so you know, like, if it wasn't for the Astros cheating, we won the World Series. If it wasn't for, you know, Aaron Robin for flopping, we would have won the World Cup. It's like, Jesus Christ. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe for the Yankees, who knows? I mean, I don't know how they would have done against the Dodgers. But, but yeah, the, yeah. So, so that, that's a very, I think that's a very accurate. Okay. Do, what do you want me to say? Real Madrid? At least Real Madrid's relevantly winning things. Actually, you might say Arsenal. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Anyways, that's not the point. But, um, but yeah, that's my, my that's my three up. Everyone, what's your three up? All right, so my three up, uh, number three. Uh, I did get to spend time with my parents a little bit more, family. Uh, so yeah, um, and number two, um, I ended up catching up with uh, what is it? Um, Netflix, because literally I hardly have time. Like Hector can tell you, I hardly ever have time to do anything. I'm not gonna lie, work. I'm actually impressed that he watched the Neymar documentary. Yeah, no, <laughs> and I'm telling you, like, I was, uh, that's the thing. Was like I had the free time. Like I had had some free time. It's not a lot of free time, but it was enough to where I could spare it. What an hour? It's an hour. Yeah, dude, so, those, episodes, yeah. those episodes are long. Dude, and I'm telling you, like, the things, like, as soon as I drop up my kids, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 this. I just lay down, and I'm like, close my eyes for, like, 10 minutes, wake up at 6 in the morning the next day, and I'm like, uh, I got to go to work. So, yeah. Um, and then, so, my number one is, uh, you know, uh, I guess you could say I had a pretty awesome Father's Day. With my dad and oh, my that's kids. right. Happy, happy belated Father's Day. Yeah, that's right. Father's Day was this during our break. So yeah, and so we're the only dad good. in the podcast. Damn. Yeah, but yeah, my kids are four. They're turning five this year, so it's gonna be gonna be crazy. <laughs> no, they they they've been they've been cool. They've been really really getting me down to earth. So yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, man. So that is our three up, three down. Once again, happy belated Father's Day for Edward. Um, yeah, because he's the only dad in this podcast. Uh, we want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network, who does have a lot of fathers there. Um, you can check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com. Also follow them on Twitter at Belly Up Media and at Belly Up Sports uh, to let you guys know what's going on with Belly Up. There's some big things happening at Belly Up. I don't want to give you guys details, so go ahead and follow them. So you guys can get more of an accurate idea of what's going on with Belly Up because things are happening, man. Sponsors, a lot of stuff. So get ready because Belly Up is is coming. They're coming for you. Um, shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company AG Graphics. They create the Instagram MFC logo. We love our logo. Belly Up loves our logo. Kelsey loves our logo. Edward pro, uh, professes his love to, to Alejandra because of the logo. Alejandra, I love you so much. When are you going to go out? Yikes. Uh, follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics for the next. Once again, at a.g.graphics for the next. 
And shout out to our man, our everything, Roosevelt Spencer, our producer of the Instant Amnesty podcast. He does all our beats. He does our intros and outros. He, I'm sure, is going to have very be very busy because he's got a lot of singing bests he's got to be uh, fixing up. <coughs> Edward. Um, and Spencer, actually, too. Uh, so follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. If you guys need to be done, go ahead and hit him up at that guy dope. Yeah, we're gonna re- have to redo the the singing best because yeah, this this got very out of hand. <laughs> we might just just do one table and loser at the end. The bottom guy at the end has to do the end of season, yeah, like a whole spectacle for the end of the season episode, yeah. end of the year episode. Um, so we might we might just do that next uh, for this time for this season. Uh, but yeah, so hit up Roosevelt Spencer. Also, obviously. This episode drops on July 1st, so, you know, have a good 4th of July. But this episode is actually recorded on June 27th. If you're from Houston, you know what that day means. It is, you know, the DJ Screw drop day freestyle that is very long, <laughs> but very good. Um, it's a very iconic freestyle that um, it basically sums up the Houston rap culture. Um, and, and that's why we celebrate June 27th. Um, obviously rest in peace, DJ Screw. But yeah, if you're from Houston, you know what, you know what, why June 27th is such a huge day for, for people from Houston. So yeah, happy, happy June 27th. Have a very safe 4th of July. Um, catch us next week for episode 94, where we will do episode two of Neymar, the perfect chaos. Yes, sir.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.